0: On the pressure, I've seen greater men
1: than Broadcast live and heard around the world, you are now watching the most entertaining hour of radio on the planet. Welcome to the High Stakes Fantasy Football Hour presented by MyFFPC.com with your hosts Eric Balkman and Farrell Elliott. The High Stakes Fantasy Football Hour is your home for analysis from the best players in the world. And now, because no one else was available, here are Eric Balthman and Farrell Elliott. Solace in the
0: scripture. Are we not all our father's sons? I became a man nobody ever told me what a man was.
1: Balky, Boggy, how are you? I'm having some problems. I can't hear you. I'll work on it.
2: My on my audio problems, and we'll try to fix that. Uh, what about 100%. me now, Boggy? Oh, Hudson can't hear. Hudson can't hear me either. Farrell, I can hear you. Can you hear me yes, now? Yes, you're,
1: you're live now. We can hear oh. you. Oh. Now. We, Thank we, you. Okay.
2: I, was, I, I was
1: sending you an emergency telephone call. I know that's very
2: 1984. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, George Orwell would be proud.
1: You know, I, I was calling you, and, and you know, I just couldn't. And, boy, I know that was a spirited introduction that <laughs> all of the high-stakes fantasy uh. on the FFPC missed,
2: and I, it's just. You know, sometimes that just happens. It happens. I'm getting... So the Dizzle and um, our resident uh, Ivy League professor in the chat right now saying that they couldn't hear me. Um, we're getting now uh, from from Kern and from Thomas Glaze, a longtime listener of the program, saying that the audio is good now. So my apologies. I don't know what I did. I don't know what happened. But we're back on now, which is good. Because this is an important weekend, Farrell. Yeah. Now, my father... Um, long before I started playing fantasy football told me um, that this is his favorite weekend of, uh, of NFL football. This is the weekend where we ostensibly get the top eight teams playing in the NFL and they're not overlapping each other. We get to watch two games tomorrow on Saturday. We get to watch two games on Sunday. Is this your favorite weekend of, of NFL football of the season?
1: You know, buddy, when they line up, it's my favorite weekend. But, you know, Pops is right in that. And he's also um, – we saw some of the elements of that last week. I think whenever the historical comebacks in games, uh, unusual starts and teams being resilient, we saw teams that played for each other and worked together with each other that, you know, bulky. look, if I told you last weekend that – Kirk Cousins was going to throw for over 300 yards. Or, or Well, I don't know if he got that, but he completed. He did. Over, I think he did. I think he did. completed over 75% of his passes. And if I were to tell you that that would happen, you would have told me the New York Giants would be uh, packing up and, and getting ready for 2023 regular season. So my point is that it, it, it's it's the vernacular of the NFL amongst the fans has been any given Sunday. But I, I also think that every week is a new season, and uh, your dad is right that this that, that we could see some things that we haven't seen all year from the remaining eight teams that we have the pleasure of watching this weekend.
2: Uh, I, Mia Culpa here. I was wrong because I got Kirk Cousins and Daniel Jones mixed up. Kirk Cousins threw for two hundred and seventy three yards last weekend. Daniel Jones threw for 301. And oh, by the way, the second best running back on the New York Giants last week, Daniel Jones, 17 carries, 78 yards. Bro, what did you make of that? So, so okay, hold on. Before you before you talk, and i apologize for interrupting you. So we had Ben, we have Ben Gretsch on the high-stakes fantasy football show on the Better Sports Network last night. Hmm. And I I ta- I talked to him about this Daniel Jones thing that um, I saw between the Giants and the Vikings. I in college, I coached a powder puff girls football team.
1: Mm-hmm. And
2: there was in, in, we, it was, it was a real short tournament. It was semifinals on the championship, but the team I coached um, both teams we played against could not stop this little dump off to the tight end, you know, a little two-step drop from the quarterback dump off to the tight end. We're getting eight, nine yards a clip. And that was the way I felt watching the giants and Vikings um, this past weekend with Daniel Jones doing these little end arounds. The Vikings had no answer to it. 17 carries, 78 yards, 4.6 yards a carry for Daniel Jones, the quarterback, and no surprise at all to me, Ed Donatel, the defensive coordinator for the Minnesota Vikings, fired on Monday morning. (laughs)
1: um, Well, yes, the offensive game plan um, was very impressive by the New York Giants, and you got the feel that they controlled this game early. They, They jumped to a lead, and they kept it, and they stayed there, and it was impressive. Um defensively, when you say that they couldn't stop the tight end, I think they sort of let the tight end. Well, oh,
2: hold, hold on, hold on. I want I want to I want to make this clear. They couldn't stop Jones running. The powder puff team that I was coaching did oh. not stop the tight end. That's that's the like the, the I inference I was the inference I was Ooh, making is late
1: tonight and I haven't had enough caffeine. But I will I, I will tell you what. Um uh, I I heard that from fantasy players that want to discuss um the idea that they should play Goddard because Hawkinson had such a fantastic game, and I think that perhaps that is. But I, I believe they were letting those those passes. They were playing between the twenty yard lines with these teams. And, and look, uh, I like this secondary. We're going to ask our guest a little later mm-hmm. on who he's going to start on the Philadelphia wide receivers, and I think. He, it's, it's a puzzle. It's a difficult question if you want to start any of them at all because you have you know, Foster Moreau and Adoree Jackson. Uh, Moreau's UCLA and Jackson's USC. And uh, Love, the safety is Notre Dame. And McKinney, the other safety, he's Alabama. There's another UCLA player working in that backfield. My point is that these guys have been playing in big games for a long time and they know how to play. And that's another thing your father would enjoy. You're you're not going to see this weekend silly penalties. At least you shouldn't. You, you've got players on these teams that know how to play at the top level of their game. So yeah, it's a fascinating weekend.
2: It's going to be a great weekend. We're going to preview the whole thing here coming up on the High Stakes Fantasy Football Hour. I want to remind everybody, if you have not got in right now, go shoot for a $100,000 grand prize in the FFPC Divisional Playoff Challenge number two or a $25,000 grand prize in the Football Guys Playoff Challenge right now at myffpc.com. The FFPC Divisional Playoff Challenge two, $200 entry. The Football Guys, only a $35 entry. So you can win $100,000 in the FFPC version. Even though you're entering 35 bucks, you can still win $25,000 in the Football Guys Playoff Challenge. Now, <clears throat> it's it's real easy to understand. You're having um, one player per team because there's only eight teams left. So you have an eight-player lineup. There is no monkeying around with salary caps or drafts or, oh, i got to worry about to start this guy or bench this guy going forward. No. Once 4.30 p.m. Eastern time comes tomorrow, Saturday, January 21st, your lineup is locked and you can just enjoy the playoffs the rest of the way and see how your team goes. That's all at MyFFPC.com. Now, if you're looking for advice besides what you're going to get on the show tonight, go ahead and go back and watch the Rotoviz High Stakes Lowdown, which aired Tuesday night with former world-famous FFPC Playoff Challenge overall champion Tejas Badawala, a guy who has finished in the top five in the world-famous Playoff Challenge last year, a guy who has numerous top ten finishes in the FFPC Playoff and Divisional Playoff Challenge um, he had a lot of good insight, talked about the teams that you need to be worried about. That Well, obviously, you know, the eight teams to be worried about, but the players to be worried about on each team. And uh, you can uh, check that out, rotaviz.com slash podcast or the video version, the FFPC playoffs uh, or the FFPC YouTube channel, youtube.com slash FFPC fantasy. Remember to like this video, subscribe to this channel. Comment on this video and share this video with all your friends and get notified so you know when we have the next um, videos coming up on the FFPC playoff, uh, FFPC, I keep saying playoff. It's in my mind. All I can think about is the FFPC playoff challenge right now, which is what you should be thinking right now, too, because you can still win a six-figure grand prize here with the next couple of weeks still available for you to, um, to play, compete and have a lot of fun enjoying the NFL playoffs going forward, myffpc.com. Okay, let's get into this. Stuff that you need to know for the Divisional Playoff Challenge. Farrell, I'm going I'm to kick this over to you here and get your insight. Ian Rappaport from the NFL Network on Twitter posted earlier today that the right guard for the Cincinnati Bengals, Alex Kappa, the left tackle for the Cincinnati Bengals, Jonah Williams, are out. For the divisional round, dealing with ankle and knee injuries. Now, this is interesting because Joe Burrow, a popular choice, who I think is going to be a popular choice in the divisional round, the divisional playoff challenge for the FFPC, is going to be behind at least two backup offensive linemen, maybe three. And they're facing a Buffalo defense. Yeah, they don't have Von Miller, but they still have the NFL's 14th highest pressure rate. Last week against the Ravens, Joe Burrow was sacked four times and, Quite frankly, avoided a lot of other uh, creepy pressures in that game to make some plays or at least get rid of the ball. Now, you have to understand for the divisional playoff challenge, Joe Burrow is not going to have the time to throw downfield to Jamar Chase, to T. Higgins like he has in the past. He's probably going to have opportunities, a few opportunities here, but maybe not as much as he would have against, um, you know, these also ran for these, um, you know, four, five win teams in the regular season like he did. So Farrell, the question here is when you look at submitting your divisional playoff challenge lineup, how do you assess the Cincinnati offensive line? How big of a detriment is this going to be not only to Burrow, but to Chase, Higgins, Hayden Hurst as well?
1: Mm. It's it's terrible for the running backs. Uh, difficult running back play anyway this weekend. So you look at the receivers, which one do you use? You want? I, I think here that – how quickly the ball is going to have to get out of Burroughs' hands, I, I think, mandates that you've got to play chase. Um, now, I, I think that the two offensive linemen, it's, you know, it's the next man up football, bulky, and you know I believe in it. I think it'll be Deontay Smith, who's a big tackle out of East Carolina that I like a lot, and Max Sharpening as was out of Northern Illinois, and Houston cut him very early in camp. And, you know, the, those guys are getting a chance on a big stage, and we'll see how – We'll see how they do And Burrow. If, if there is any quarterback in the NFL that plays his style of football that's competent with dealing with the pass rush, it would be Burrow. He's been sacked, hit, beaten down more than any other quarterback in the league uh, over the last couple of years. So I, you know, you, you got to think about okay, these are the starters. Who, how far from the guys that are replacing them in in talent wise, and we might. We might see guys that are coached up and anxious to play. But, yes, as far as what I want to say that, you know, T. Higgins, it takes a long time for him to get downfield. He's a long strider. He runs He, he runs timing routes. He, he's a great player. The, the fact that uh, there's going to be a lot of pressure on Burrow, uh, I think you get the ball to
2: Higg- uh, chase and you get the ball quickly too. I have formulated a divisional playoff challenge lineup, which we will get to in the bottom part of the show. Um, but I think this T Higgins thing is going to be worth a conversation Mm -hmm. as we get to it, because he may or may not be in that lineup. Um, The good part about the Cincinnati offensive line, keep in mind this, they have Jackson Carmen, who I believe was an early second round pick out of Clemson a couple of years ago. He's, he's not a world beater or whatever, but he holds his own there. So I think that helps. And you also have Ted Karras, the former New England Patriots offensive lineman at center calling the shots. And I think that helps out, too, when you have a talented veteran offensive lineman to sort of help out. I've always been uh, of the mind that cohesion, chemistry, um, that goes further uh, in your offensive line than talent does. And, and Farrell, I don't know if you have any feelings on that, but watching the Green Bay Packers over the past 20 years here, um, I feel like they've had some pretty talented linemen here, but the, but the total units that have been the most successful here have been the units that have chemistry that know how to work with each other. And I think that's kind of more important than acquiring a lot of talent on the offensive line.
1: Yeah. They get guys together. They can play together for a long time. That's what's going on over at Philadelphia. And you take a look at this uh, Cincinnati team, they put together some of their guys in the draft, but you know, they got a lot of guys coming in here that other teams gave up on. Mm -hmm. And uh, you know uh, that takes coaching to bring that type of thing together. And it takes a, it, it takes a, a concerted effort of a lot of people in the locker room. So we'll we'll see what happens. But at uh you know, these guys uh these guys aren't not a huge, huge drop off in talent, but they may be a huge drop off in just how to play the game and how to line up against uh Buffalo.
2: So yeah. All right, so two quick things, two quick points I want to make before we get to the fourth place finisher in the Football Guys Playoff Challenge last year, the $10,000 winner, Justin Kieber. Before we get to him, two things I want to bring up. Number one, it's in the chat. Justin Fung, does anyone actually believe in Purdy this week? I guarantee you, and I haven't seen the Dizzle's comment on this, but I know the Dizzle believes in Purdy. <laughs> Carol, I believe in Brock Purdy this week as well. I, you know, the thing is with, and, and, and I can't remember if we've talked about this at all. But I believe Kyle Shanahan's system rewards quarterbacks that have decent arm strength, have um, decent mental acuity to analyze defenses and um, understand what's coming at them. And uh, number three, have, have legs that can make something out of nothing. You don't necessarily have to give up the draft capital they did to get Trey Lance because we've seen Jimmy Garoppolo succeed in this scheme, Colin Kaepernick, and now Brock Purdy. Uh, and not to take away from any of those quarterbacks, because I think they all had certain talents. But Brock Purdy, I think, is a guy that is, is able to fulfill everything Kyle Shanahan's uh, offense asks of him. And he's been doing it to great aplomb so far. Now, the one thing I will say about Purdy is this is the toughest defense he has faced so far. I don't expect him to to do what he did against Seattle last week, which was throw for 300 yards, throw for three touchdowns, and run in. But I do expect him to throw for over 200 yards. I do expect him to throw a couple of touchdowns, and I think he wins this game. I'm a believer in Brock Purdy this week. Farrell, what about you? Yeah,
1: they make fantastic plays, the Dallas Cowboys, but they don't play consistently fantastically through the game. What I liked about Purdy in his touchdowns last week, he hit Mitchell
0: mm-hmm.
1: and uh, he hit McCaffrey, and he was way deep into the progressions to find those players. You made a, You said, understand what's going on. He understands what's going on because he's been well, well well-trained and well-developed to play this position. His quarterback coach, Will Hewlett, told me that there's not a – his personal quarterback coach told me that he hasn't had as hard a working player uh, in all his years of being in the business, and that's paying dividends. And, and, you know, this is another example of what we're talking about with Cincinnati Line. guy stepped up. I had to take everybody to the woodshed that calling me from the KFFSC saying, well, my season's over. It's, it's done for it's done for the 49ers I, I won't get anything out of debo now we're going so deep i think you don't know that and now you're in a situation where this quarterback has shown that he's impervious to whatever the defenses can throw at him he's got great players around him so sure he can keep this going and i think it's a four point point spread because the San Francisco is used to winning close games they know how to win close games you know the the game could be 16 to 10. And the opposition you don't really feel is in the game, and and that's that's part of it. They're they're not afraid to. This is one team that's not afraid that when they get into uh, a scoring position to put three points on the board and go play defense. And uh, so, uh, but I, I think they clear the four points. I think they have good fantasy days for a lot of players. Uh, Your tight end here probably catches a touchdown because uh, he's going to be in that progression. And yeah, so I'm I'm a. I'm very, very high on Brock Purdy, and, you know, we'll have the real test uh, when he goes on the road to Philadelphia, but I don't think they want to see him. I think there's some other teams they'd like to to see next week.
2: You know, one thing I should bring up, too, um, for anybody thinking, oh, Brock Purdy is this great Cinderella story, and maybe he is, but keep in mind that when he left Iowa State um, and entered the NFL, he was a three-time All-Big 12 quarterback. Mm -hmm. He held 32 Iowa State school records, Mm -hmm. most career pass attempts, completions, percentage, yards, passing touchdowns with 81, total touchdowns with 100. He had 14 games with 300-plus passing yards. That's nearly triple the previous school record held by Brett Meyer, who, yeah, I don't know him either. It doesn't matter. Brock Purdy is a guy that people are underrating right now. Now, maybe he falls to Dallas. Hudson Kern-Reed, who's in the chat room right now, maybe he falls to his uh, Dallas Cowboys. Maybe he gets to Philadelphia. He plays against Jalen Hurts. It's going to be a great matchup. I have said from the get-go, and I'm not changing it right now, I think it's a Chiefs 49ers Super Bowl, and I'm very excited to see what Brock Purdy does going forward. Now, we have to get to one other – yes, Farrell, I have to give this to you here. I'm going to get to one other point here before we get to our guest tonight, Night. I I do apologize, but at least Justin Kieber is feasting on the – shrimp cocktail and the crab cakes we have put out for him in the green room. So that's good for him, right? Leftover now. from uh, No, it's not. Rolling. I freshened yeah. it up. I freshened yeah. it up. He's, it's there, a little there.
1: crusty. No. We're, we're using ketchup. That's not really uh that's not really a cocktail sauce. <laughs> it's it's that's Heinz fifty seven, you know No,
2: hey. no, no. We're we I special ordered in the St. Elmo Steakhouse in Indianapolis, Indiana. Now the we're talking. cocktail sauce, yes. That is in there right now for just a kick to it. Okay. It does. It's very spicy. Very spicy. So before we get to, I have to give you some props because okay. when we were going on our FFPC Playoff Challenge lineups last week, um, I talked about Saquon Barkley. And He said, Balky, what about Isaiah Hodgins? This is a player who's been coming on. This is a player that, for whatever reason, seems like the number one receiver for the Giants, and this is a player who can make some plays and put up some numbers. And put up some numbers he did. Last week against the Minnesota Vikings, eight catches. 105 yards and a touchdown. He is no longer on the uh, injury report for the Giants game against Philadelphia this week. Now, in week 14, when they went up against the Eagles, four catches, 38 yards, and one touchdown. But I I think it was like since early December, this dude has gotten no fewer than four catches every single week, and it's obviously been higher in a lot of weeks. So you look at this guy, and Farrell, I'm going to give you the opportunity to double down here. If you're looking for a Giant this week, is it Barkley, you go back to old reliable, or is Hodgins the guy here? Again, if the Giants lose to the Eagles, Hodgins is probably the play over Barkley. How do you view Hodgins for the FFPC Divisional Playoff Challenge this week?
1: Hey, well, naturally, if he's in your lineup, he's staying in your lineup. Uh, they do, so to play in, yes. I probably would take Isaiah... Uh, due to the fact that it, it is a road game and we feel that the Giants will be in a chase position. He is, you know, this is a player that dealt through the talent maze at Buffalo. Buffalo made a mistake by letting him go. They might have been trying to sneak him out of the practice squad, but he was claimed by the Giants, and I'm surprised that he got uh, that he got that far in the, in the uh, waiver process. It's, it's, this is uh, the kind of season he's having. Is is what I've always envisioned for Claypool. He's a similar type player receiver, but he might be a little a little better natural catcher, and that's saying something. He's growing into his game. Um, yeah, this is this is probably the player uh, that I would go with, especially when I saw w- w- what the Giants were willing to do with their quarterback down around the goal line uh, last week. And Barkley is is is. Is having a wonderful, wonderful run, and he's playing much like he was when he first came into the league. But what we need is is uh, catches, uh, PPR uh, touchdowns, and uh, some yardage. So yeah, I, I'm going to stick with Isaiah.
2: You know, and and I'll say this too, for what it's worth. You know, I talked to a lot of pundits this past week, both in the high stakes industry, the NFL, whatever. And I was of the opinion, Farrell, that uh, you know. I looked at all four of these games and like God, you know, according to Vegas, the Cowboys probably have the best chance to spoil um the the home teams this week right. and get the upset over the Niners. But after speaking with a lot of people this week, it seems like the popular upset choice is the Giants in Philadelphia this week. Do you share that? Is are do they have the best chance at getting to the championship game this week?
1: Well, of all the road
2: teams, I should say.
1: You know, if you were still talking to your dad, he would come in with the old-school adage that it is very difficult to beat a good team three times in one season. And that's what the Eagles will be attempting to do here. It's a team that's playing with increased confidence. So, yes, um, Philadelphia will benefit. This is a big point spread in this game. So I, I really don't expect uh, – the Giants magic to continue. And I, I don't expect Dallas that there. I can see the Giants having a better run uh, in Philadelphia than I can, the Cowboys uh, with 49ers. I think the 49ers are superior team, um, especially in defensive against the run. Um, they'll know what to do with the tight end. It's a safety game there. Uh, uh, we're not going to have the same kind of game from Schultz that we had at Tampa. Um, this is a, and you know, they get the short week going on a, a difficult road. And it's, it's um, and, and Prescott played his best game of the season. And, uh, you know, I doubt if he'll have that same kind of success. So, so I forgot what the question was, the fantasy football, but, <laughs> but you know, uh, I, you know, Hudson Kern Reed said something about me, uh, and and you were very kind to bring up that we we got Hodgins right last week. You know, Hudson made a point that uh, you got him right. You I got I thought Hawkinson right. uh, was a great sleeper last week, and Hawkinson yeah. surely was. And and uh, you know, it um, there's the potential with these athletes on these teams. There's not a soft spot anywhere, uh, and and that's why it, it's it's so intriguing. When you're putting together these lineups And if I had told you that uh, uh, You know everyone Seemed to play Jefferson If I had told you that, that the Giants could do With Jefferson what they did last week You would told me I'm crazy and that's where it gives you Pause for some of the Eagles uh, the, the Support That You know what, what's A.J. Brown Going to have can they have that same kind of Game against him so it's yeah I just can't wait for the games to start Balky. I'm not going to be able to sleep can't sleep Balky.
2: That's true well listen like we we can't sleep right now because um, yeah. we we have to figure out um, and and all the viewers especially have to figure out their divisional playoff challenge lineups for the FFPC and who better to bring in than a guy who won not necessarily in the in the divisional playoff challenge last year but a dude who took fourth place in the football guys playoff challenge he cashed a ten thousand dollar grand prize last year he's been playing fantasy football for the better part of a decade and a half in twenty nineteen. He branched into the world of high-stakes fantasy football and obviously got a big payday last year. He's here to tell you what to do with your divisional playoff lineups, how he had so much success last year. Please welcome in the one, the only, the incomparable Justin Kieber. Welcome in, Justin. The pride of Canada. Going? Yeah, welcome exactly, in. right?
0: Yeah, all this talk <laughs> about shrimp and, you know, it must have got confiscated at the border or something. Yeah, right? it is. It is. Canadians don't get that. Yeah, oh, exactly. <laughs> No, it's, so, it's good. It feels weird being here on this side of the camera. Usually I'm the one kind of on the other side watching the podcast and watching everything. So it's, uh, it's cool. It's cool. So so this is interesting because you – so tell me t- – t-
2: before we get into what you do for a living, Um, you ended up getting fourth place in the Football Guys Playoff Challenge last year, beating, you know, a 10,000-plus other teams or whatever it was to try to get that five-figure prize. Can you tell us about sort of – what the lineup submission like was building your team and then watching your team ride it, um, you know, throughout the playoffs?
0: Yeah. So honestly, I, uh, I didn't really watch it after the first week. I rode off the entire lineup. Um, my big, my big play was Higgins and Higgins had a crap week that week one. And I was like, okay, I'm done. It was good. You know, I'll throw my money in there, see what happens. Um, but I'm also a huge Rams fan. So I was able to ride that wave and not really pay attention to any of the fantasy lineups or anything like that and then sure enough you know I went to go do my uh my recap after the Super Bowl was over you know slightly hung over <laughs> and uh yeah sure enough I was looking for my name and I saw fourth and I was like no that's got to be a typo uh, no sure enough it was fourth and it was Higgins like the Higgins play that uh that was the big one especially with that multiplier there in the Super Bowl and that was uh that was the big play that was the big kind of difference um I think most people were going Chase or Mixon I think Mixon was actually on the winning lineup but um yeah Higgins was that that big play I think I had Josh Allen as my QB I went AJ Brown instead of Derek Henry obviously Cooper Cup um yeah I think I can't remember who else was on that lineup but it was uh yeah it was it was nice to get that ten thousand dollar check especially coming from you know USD uh to Canadian that was that was sure nice well, that's that's just another reason for to get all the Canadians in on the yeah. Oh, exactly. I, a bunch of my buddies joined this year just because, like, oh, if you could do it, you're a dummy, and yeah, we'll see how they do. Yeah.
2: All right, so,
0: so so you're not
2: a dummy, obviously, and I'll tell you you're why you're not film a film school dummy. guys. Well, th- this is this is what we're going to get into. So, so um, just I, I don't I don't know if I brought this up on the show before, um, Justin, but. I graduated, I, I was a double major in college, and one of my majors was radio, TV, film. So anytime I get a guy on that can um, talk intelligently about film or television or what have you, which I think you can do not only from film, but for television well, uh, as well, I love bringing that aspect on. Can you tell uh, our viewers here what you've been doing for a living and, and um, what you've achieved so far and your sort of experiences in the media uh, thus far?
0: Yeah, so I'm an independent filmmaker uh, based out of Edmonton, Alberta, Canada. And for those of you who don't know where that is, it's about six and a half hour drive from the Montana border. So I'm way to hell up north. Um, so I have a production company that specializes in all types of video production. And then me, um, I'm a director, screenwriter, and producer. Uh, so I'm more geared towards, you know, music videos, narrative fictional projects, and then recently uh, a lot of documentary and unscripted work. So that's been a lot of fun. Um, I guess recently the big project that's been consuming about three plus years of my life has been a eight episode docuseries. Um, so yeah, we're almost done. We're on our last episode right now in post-production and that, and then hopefully, you know, selling it to a major streaming platform. We got interest in a few places right now. So yeah, hoping that goes well. Um I've done uh episode for discovery channel i've done episode for paramount plus uh show called never seen again i was working behind the scenes on that one um airport below zero was the uh discovery channel one so kind of have my hands in all different different sorts of uh film related projects but obviously the passion is uh documentary and and movies but uh it's uh it's a tough one to branch into well but but
2: the other thing it does like cuz you can edit you, you can communicate with everybody on your own schedule. And at that point, it gives the opportunity to submit a lot of lineups to the FFPC oh, exactly. playoff challenge, football guys, playoff challenge, what have you. And you have been doing it so far. Do you, I know I'm going to, I'm going to, Farrell's got a question for you, but I'm going to ask the question. I know he wants to ask, how closely do you follow the Canadian football league up in Edmonton?
0: Uh, So I have season tickets to the Elks Um, for <laughs> us. I, uh, I don't know. I, Canadian football is different. It's, it's fun to go and drink and just kind of enjoy the nice weather that we get for three months. Um, the Elks are the worst team in the league. Uh, so you, you don't go for the football. Yeah, <laughs> that's for sure. But you go so, for the experience.
1: Exactly. Right. right. The Elks, have, the Elks have had a very, very difficult year, but they do have the best receiver in the league. And he's my client, Kenny Lawler. And so there you go. You can be a Kenny Lawler fan. And, you know, Justin, I wish you would put up your website. So everyone, um, uh, Watching the show. Oh, could, I can do could, that, Carol. I'm on. Yeah, it. I'm yeah on please it. do that because I went over there today. I found that uh, I found that you unlocked, uh, you, you know, your your music videos. It seems like some rockers, and you know, some of the rockers that that I have worked with in my days, you know, they they have uh, they they have very interesting uh, uh, personal uh, um, habits as far as their appearance. And I noticed that you you darkly lit some of the rocking night. And I thought, well, you know, that's how I should have done that. I I wish I I wish I'd talked to just about that. But I thought the Genesis ad was uh, uh, really good for the local dealership there. You know, everything you touch has got a real nice quality to it. So so uh, I'm hoping you'll give us the same story with your um, your playoff teams here. Can you tell us uh, exactly how you're doing in the playoff challenge?
0: yeah well firstly thank you for that honestly it uh that really means a lot um you know secondly in terms of you know the ffpc and the uh, football guys playoff challenge uh not so good i I think i'm sitting (laughs) about five thousandth right now so in both of them um I, i don't know i was looking at my lineup today and going through it i don't think i got weird enough i don't think i i didn't take enough risks i ate a lot of chalk um That Jefferson play, I I knew I shouldn't have done it the entire week. I was like, no, don't play Jefferson. Don't play Jefferson. Play Jefferson. Um, That's one I'm kind of kicking myself over. Um, What else? Yeah, I didn't get weird enough in in my fades either. I faded Seattle and Miami, which is probably pretty chalky. Mm -hmm. And um, I should have got different there. I probably wouldn't have landed on Metcalf if anybody out of Seattle. It would have been Lockett. Um, Miami, I had the kicker in for the longest time and I switched out at the last minute. Didn't think they'd be able to to push the ball, um, on Buffalo there, mm-hmm. but, uh, who knows? Um, still got, I guess, a chance if Cincinnati goes through, I got Burrow as my quarterback, which I feel he's probably not the highest on, maybe the fourth highest on. Um, and yeah, we'll see, um, ate the McCaffrey chalk, which I feel like that's, no, so say, no you're, brain. you're
1: looking up you're looking up with high expectations i'm i'm just curious how far back you you go that where you legitimately have a chance to 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 move forward and i it it i think one of my teams is around 900th or a thousandth i wonder if that team has any statistical chance i think i got burned with jefferson too but you know okay uh, but-
2: I will interrupt you guys both and tell you that Darren Armani, fantasymojo.com at fantasy Mojo on Twitter, the, the godfather of the pros versus Joes, a guy who contributes so much to this program and doesn't even realize it. The dude who won the football guys' playoff challenge uh, last year, Justin beating you. He, w- he was three spots above you. The dude who won after the first weekend in a thousandth plus place, right? And and came out of nowhere, right? So even though your team, and I'm speaking not only to, to you guys, but to everybody, um, even if your team, you feel like I got no chance this week, eh, just keep watching. You might be surprised what happens in the yeah. divisional round. You might be surprised how far your team can shoot up. And Justin, I feel like that was your story last year too. Like you were you were actually surprised, like, oh my God, look, look at what this team is doing right now as it went on. And obviously Higgins in the Super Bowl was huge for you as well, but that ride had to be pretty thrilling.
0: Oh yeah, that multiplier helps, and that's the thing too, it's uh, with someone like Burrow, who is probably low owned, you know, gets a couple rushing scores, couple, you know, throwing, uh, as long as it's probably not to chase, then, you know, might be sitting okay there. Who knows? I'm just, uh, I'm grateful there's a second chance contest, so loading up <laughs> on that one. <laughs> Alright, so let's do this, and,
2: and the, the questions are coming fast and fierce in the chat right now. So um, the first one I want to do is our resident Ivy league professor from Cornell. Never heard of it. That is Hudson kern Reed right now. And this is something that we have talked about the last two or three weeks on the program. When we're talking about whether it's the world famous FFPC playoff challenge, whether we're talking about the divisional playoff challenge this week, he wants to know for Jaguars, Travis Etienne or Evan Engram, Justin, your thoughts on how to pick the correct Jaguar this week.
0: Um, I think, the Jags will come out trying to run the ball um I think you know that's how you beat Casey um I think you know if ETN can catch some passes you're looking nice there. but I just see Casey coming out to a strong sort a strong start I think they're gonna get ahead and I think they're gonna be forced to pass the ball so I'll probably go Evan Ingram there and he's been hot lately he's he's been fantastic
2: um, Farrell, I'm going to let you handle the chiefs question here that I was going to ask, but what I want to do right now is throw it to the chat again. And Jay Reed, the, our mutual friend guy who is a, a noted FFPC and KFFSC champion is hanging out right now. Justin, he wants to know, what are your thoughts uh, for the FFPC divisional challenge? What are your thoughts on Devonte Smith? As the Eagle over Jalen Hurts over Miles Sanders over Dallas Goddard over AJ Brown, your thoughts on Devonte Smith this week as the choice for the Eagles?
0: I like it. It's one of those kind of uh, those risky plays where he's going to be low owned, but you know you look at his last few games, he's getting what five plus receptions, seventy some yards per game, um, and you know especially if they you know double coverage or shadow coverage, uh, AJ Brown. He could be the recipient of of those passes. Um, I don't hate that move at all. I'm probably going AJ Brown, but uh, it's it's like that Higgins chase play. I think that's what you got to do to win this contest. So yeah, like the move. Well, you know,
1: and if you really wanted to get off your chalk, you could. You've got a giant killer on the team. You've got Boston Scott boston scott can move against the giants no one moves that fast you know justin if you were to come down here and play with us in kentucky at the kffsc you would never see anyone move faster than jay reed this year when he finally gets his name called out for a trophy jay reed <laughs> well, don't get in jay reed's way when yeah. he, that trophy is called because jay's jay's coming up there to get the trophy but uh you know i philadelphia's got a lot of talent on that team it's it's real and And, yeah, I'm just curious as to who's going to – and it might be a team effort. It might be – and, you know, sometimes you get that at uh, Kansas City. You can get a team effort at Kansas City. But, you know, I'd like to think back about Travis Kelsey. When I was putting my Kansas City roster together, I'm I'm thinking, you know, how can I not have Travis Kelsey? If I'm not going to have Mahomes, how can I not have Kelsey – because, you know, those three touchdowns, that three-touchdown game in the middle of the season, what if that happens again? That just blows this whole contest up, and it could easily happen. And, you know, you, you love Tony, and Tony's had 19 touches on the season. Uh, I like Juju Smith-Schuster, despite the fact that he was disappointing, only three touchdowns so far. Uh, Pacheco looks good. McKinnon has made some guys some uh, big money in the playoffs in uh, the FFPC and KFFC. So tell me. Is there anybody, is there
0: any chief
1: besides the quarterback and the tight end?
0: I don't know if I'm taking anyone over Kelsey or Mahomes, but if I there do, you go. it's uh, it's probably McKinnon. Um, yeah. Especially kind of looking forward. This week, who knows uh, what will happen. I mean, you do beat the Jags through uh, pass-catching RBs. Um, but if you look next week, they're playing the Bengals or they're playing the Bills. That's going to be a shootout. Lots of passing, that's right in McKinnon's wheelhouse. Um, and you know, if they go further to the Super Bowl, then you know, there you go, he's probably catching a lot there. Could be like, um, what's that guy from a few years ago? Uh, Damian Williams, could be oh, yeah, uh, Damian Williams of this year, yeah. And, and, And
2: like that, that's what happens, right? Like we talk about, and I know we have talked about like guys with you know, um, three week sprint in the FFPC main event, the football guys players championship, there's always that one guy that stands out, you know, and, and we've had a couple of them from Kansas city over the last couple of years. And, and Jamal Charles, I think is the one that always stands out to me. Cause that was a guy that was sort of like a split time type guy. And then he goes on this crazy run and he helps people win a, a six figure grand prize back in the day for the FFPC main event. And now we're looking at a half million dollar grand prize in the football guys, all right, beg your pardon, the FFPC world famous playoff challenge. And now a hundred thousand dollar grand prize, where if you get the right guy here and maybe it is fading Kelsey and maybe it is fading Mahomes, and maybe it's McKinnon, maybe it's Pacheco, whatever, but McKinnon is a guy that has helped a lot of people win a lot of money over the last couple of weeks. Is it going to stop this weekend? Mm, I don't know. Is it going to continue possibly? And that is the question that people are going to have to try to answer going forward here. Um, Speaking of the Chiefs, uh, a team that they could meet in the AFC Championship game here, Justin, is the Cincinnati Bengals. So many players to choose from here. If you believe the Bengals are going to make it to the Super Bowl, maybe it's Joe Burrow, maybe it's Joe Mixon, or maybe if you're just looking for the big game between Jamar Chase and T. Higgins like you got from T. Higgins last year. Tight end premium format, maybe you want to go super, um, you know, the opposite of chalk and get Hayden Hurst on your team. As you look at this Bengals team, number one how how deep do you see them going in the playoffs and number two which member of the Bengals is most uh, most attractive to you for this divisional playoff challenge
0: yeah so full disclosure I had um Bengals 49ers for my Super Bowl this year um so that being said you know I have Burrow on on most of my main main lineup teams um and I'm probably gonna double down there um even though, you know, the injuries to the O line, I, I still feel like it's gonna be a shootout. I still feel like he's gonna get the points. And I yeah, I think the Bengals come out on top on that one. Um, but you know, if we're if they lose, probably, you know, Chase, he'll be chalk. Um, he's a target monster and he can, you know, transcend any kind of matchup. Um, I guess my other play if it may be more of a DFS play than anything, but if uh, if we're going super risky here, I like Tyler Boyd a lot this week, especially for a one-off. Um, you know, we saw what he did for the first play there in Week 17, got a touchdown, and I think he his matchup is uh, who is it there? Eli Apple and, and the rookie there, and those are great matchups for him. So I uh, I can see Tyler Boyd being kind of a sneaky one. Interesting.
1: Tyler Boys a nice gamble. It's kind of like the hard ways at the craps table. You know, you just, <laughs> you just you just you know when they hit it's a thing of beauty and you wonder why you didn't bet them, you know. And then then when you bet them it's, it it doesn't seem to to work out that way. Uh you know Cincinnati has successfully played the Bills. I I've I've been thinking about something, you know, certain teams know how to play against other rosters. Uh, What I notice about the Bills is that when when the quarterback begins to move, the typical defenders are taught to to move with the quarterback. In other words, to to close towards the ball and move towards the quarterback. That's because a moving quarterback can't throw the ball as far as one is stationary. However, uh, your quarterback here in Buffalo can throw the ball anywhere from any angle at any time. And, and I think that the Bengals show a lot of maturity in the secondary and knowing how to game plan uh, against this team. I don't think it's going to make a whole hell of a lot of difference. And I think that the real star who missed – Bonke, you correct me if I'm wrong, but I think he missed five games this year and still caught 89, 90 passes Stephon Diggs. Did he miss that many games? I'm looking Uh, it up right now. So uh, what is there anybody on Buffalo? If you don't have the quarterback, is there? I asked you the same question about Kansas City. It, you know, is there anybody in the Bills that you have in your roster? Because you know, you can make a case for a lot of guys, but man, you can't find talent
0: like Diggs. Yeah, uh, the one player actually, um, when I was speaking about the matchup with uh, Eli Apple and, and the rookie, I meant uh, Gabe Davis. That's someone mm-hmm. I'm really big on. Also being on Tyler Boyd, but um yeah, the matchup against Eli apple there that uh that's a nice one for davis, um we saw what's his name Allen going for you know the home run ball every every play last week it seemed like, and I think Davis is that guy, um especially if you see uh Tredavious White kind of shadow um uh what's his name there, or no, Chase. sorry, I'm getting everyone mixed up, no yeah no i I do like uh. I do like Gabe Davis this week. Okay. Yeah, hard enough. Well,
2: and, 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 like, and I brought this up last night on my show. Like, Gabe Davis already has shown it, guys. Eight catches, 200 yards, four touchdowns. Granted, it was probably the greatest game that a lot of people will ever see in their lifetimes in that Chiefs-Bills divisional playoff last year. But he's shown it already. I, the, the, the blueprint is there for him to be successful. So mm-hmm. for anybody fading Gabe Davis saying, I can't do it, he's already done it. All right, so that's the thing you have to understand. You want to fade Gabe Davis because you believe in Diggs or, or Knox or whoever or Josh Allen better, that's fine. But don't discredit Davis because he was the man last year. Um, let's move on to the NFC here. Justin, I want to ask you here, um, given that um, when I looked at the – and shout out to Darren Armani, fantasymojo.com, at fantasymojo, given that um, the, the playoff ownership percentages I saw on the world-famous FFPC playoff challenges past week, Debo Samuel was owned in fewer than 4% of those lineups. Everybody else had – Christian McCaffrey, I think, was the number one owned player. But a ton of people had um, George Kittle as well. But knowing that Debo Samuel was owned in so few FFPC Playoff Challenge lineups last week, is this a guy that is a must-have given how he blew up against Seattle, given how he has been used by Kyle Shanahan's 49ers the last several years in the playoffs? Is this a guy, Justin, that you have to have in your divisional playoff challenge lineup?
0: I don't know if you have to have him, but he looked good last week. <laughs> they were using him everywhere. He was coming out of the backfield. It kind of looked like, a, I don't know, it looked like last year's Debo almost, where it was just like, you know, it couldn't be stopped, and they were kind of scheming him all over the place. Um, that being said, I can see a lot of people in these second-chance contests looking at what he did last week going okay I'm picking Debo and then maybe that reduces the ownership on someone like a kittle so there's kind of that aspect to it but uh, I really like Debo this week and moving forward if you know you think the 49ers are going to the Super Bowl I think uh, Debo is going to play a big role
1: that's exactly if you're a big if you're a Niners believer can you imagine a Super Bowl? or an NFC championship game where Samuel is not front and center in getting the best of the opportunities there's no way to imagine. That.
2: Um and, and and just real quick, I think that's the thing. Like, you know, obviously McCaffrey win or lose, people are going to be picking him on their not you know for their Niners because or for their Niners representative because they believe that okay, McCaffrey is going to be heavily involved in this game. But if you are believing that the Niners are going to go to the Super Bowl and you want to include a guy like Patrick Mahomes as your quarterback, a guy like Josh Allen as your quarterback, if you believe the Niners are going in the Super Bowl, the pivot to Devo Samuel, I don't necessarily think it's that crazy or that like out of left field because this is a guy that already showed it not only last week but the last several years in the playoffs. The Niners use him to his strengths, right? Um, given that he is a hybrid running back wide receiver, Kyle Shanahan knows how to exploit that against defenses. I think it's going to start this week. I think Debo Samuel is a guy that we are not talking enough about. Well, maybe not us three because we're super smart, but everybody else is not talking about Debo Samuel enough. And I think this is a guy that is going to weigh in large into not only the FFPC playoff challenge who had its – or that had its rosters locked last week, but the divisional playoff challenge this week as well. My apologies. Uh, Farrell, you have the next question here.
1: Okay. I've got it. Well, yeah, and – You know, in your ascending career as a filmmaker, uh, there's a lot of duties and a lot of different hats you have to wear in that world. But I think one of the most important is is casting. So you're naturally predisposed to be successful at this because you're building a successful cast that's going to work together. So give us your advice as to what anyone who's who's listening and hasn't played a team or is going to play another team an additional team give us your advice of what you've learned
0: about uh
1: this format and 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 what you would uh, tell someone to do to be successful
0: yeah i guess if we're going with the uh the the filmmaking analogy here it's it's telling a story with your lineup um okay. you know maybe figuring out your two teams who are going to super bowl figuring out your four who are going to move on and then go on and telling the story of the matchup okay i think this team's gonna lose this game strips looking like this I'm going to pick him instead of him because I think he might get faded out. Um, I guess get weird with it. Don't be afraid to fade the chalk, which like apparently I was in my, uh, my first couple lineups there this year. Um, get weird with it. You gotta, you gotta risk it for the biscuit.
2: <laughs>
0: I, 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 when we, I was talking with on, on the better sports network, high
2: sex fantasy football show last night with Ben Gretsch from um, road of his stealing bananas podcast. And I said, Hey, Eight team lineup or eight player lineup, as opposed to the twelve player lineup that you have in the world famous FFPC playoff challenge. How do you? What's the difference? And the first thing he brought up is like, you have to fade chalk in this divisional playoff challenge lineup more so than the than the other one than than the FFPC playoff challenge prior to the wild card uh, round. You have to fade chalk. That was the one number one thing he said, and I think um, and I would piggyback on that and say like. You don't have to necessarily fade chalk all over, but you have to get a couple of maybe three guys um, that not a lot of people are going to have owned that can really make the difference in trying to win a six figure grand prize. And I think one of those compelling teams that we're trying to figure out with us is in big D that is going out to Santa Clara to play the Niners this week, Hudson, Kern, Reeves, Dallas Cowboys. And we do have a, uh, an email that came in for you, Justin, from Nate in New York city. Uh, he writes, Hey, Justin, hard to figure out which cowboy to use this weekend. Any advice you can give me would be much appreciated. Thank you for uh, watching, listening, and writing in Nate in New York. Um, do you have a feeling on the cowboy that you think is is the right Dallas guy to go with this weekend, Justin?
0: Um, for higher owned, I'm probably going C.D. Lamb. Um, and this is one of the ones I'm kind of debating back and forth right now as I put my finishing touches on a few lineups. Um it's cd lamb or it's pollard i feel like pollard is gonna to have to catch a lot more passes this week if they're gonna to want to win and um i don't think he's gonna be that high of an own player i think most people will go cd or maybe even schultz based on last week so pollard is uh is an interesting one for me
2: have you considered um where does dalton schultz figure into your Galaxy brain here as you're trying to figure out this Cowboys thing. You you mentioned Lamb and Pollard. Why does Schultz not rate up as high as either of those guys?
0: Mm, that's a good question. I think just based on the matchup, um, I like Lamb uh, kind of being moved all over. I read a stat. It was something like a, a touchdown or 100-plus yards in whatever consecutive games that's what I'm leaning there. And Pollard is more just a gut feeling than anything. Um, in terms of Schultz, like I'm not against his matchup. I think 49ers, I'm not entirely sure on the stats, but, um, they're probably but like, mid pack for coverage on, on tight ends.
2: I think that's accurate. I think that's so, accurate.
0: It, it, go ahead. I, like Dak loves him in the, uh, the red zone loves them all over the place, especially, you know, since coming back from injury, he's been amazing. Um, and I, I probably couldn't talk anyone away from that. But for me, that's probably number three. It's, it's C.D. or Pollard for
2: me. Mm-hmm. Um, Farrell's going to ask you the last question in a second. Just to just get one final thought on the Cowboys here. Do you envision when you're f- formulating these divisional playoff challenge, uh, lineups, do you foresee the Cowboys um, losing to the Niners this week and it is simply
0: a one and done for them? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's how uh, I have 49ers going to the Super Bowl. I'm going to stick with that right now. Um, So one and done. I can see it being a close game. That's why I'm leading Pollard. I don't know. I feel like Dallas just needs to run this one. So, yeah, I I see uh, Dallas being a one and done on this one. And if
2: it is a close game and the Niners, you know, just end up winning by four or five points, you got to believe that part of the reason the Cowboys kept it that close was riding Ezekiel Elliott and Tony Pollard, and obviously Pollard, the more efficient out of the two backs this year, which would make it make sense that Pollard is your choice here uh, for for the Cowboys. No question there. I totally understand where you're coming from. Farrell is going to try to understand where you're coming from um, for the biggest question we're going to ask you all night, Justin.
1: Oh, we got to shut down that um, Hudson Kern Reeve and talking about these Cowboys. They said because he might be getting followers, and you know we just got to remember that 49ers allow. 77, 78 yards a game to the running back. But well, I see Pollard catching some uh, – I can see Pollard catching some – Hey, Jay Reed's coming in there and wants to talk about Schultz. You know, all these guys that are from around Philly and up in Pennsylvania, they don't – they want to – they don't see the Cowboys doing anything. But I want to go back The and-
2: only division that has three teams still playing a divisional playoff weekend. Fantastic. Congratulations, NFC East. Giants, Cowboys, it, Eagles all still playing. It, it is fantastic.
1: And, the, you know um, – yeah. Washington was knocking on the door, uh, without a quarterback. Uh, okay. A cameo role, someone that you are going to put on your team that really is just going to steal the show. That's what, that's what I want to know. You know, it's, uh, you know, you, you, think, uh, uh, you can think of all the greats that have stepped up and been given the opportunity. Now, you've got to come up with someone that we have not mentioned before. So it makes it tough because we've got limited teams. And then I got to know a guy that you just really don't like that you're fading. There's a couple that I can think of, and I want to know. I want you to share that with. I don't want anybody coming and joining these uh, leagues at the FFPC that doesn't have uh, a really great chance to win. So set them straight, Justin.
0: Yeah, I guess for me, um, a guy I'll probably have on my final squad, uh, Gabe Davis, um, mm-hmm. really love him this week. And I guess naturally that means fading uh, Diggs, which you know could, could come back to haunt me. But the way I see it, um, like I mentioned before, I think the Bengals go all the way to the Super Bowl. That means one and done for Buffalo. Um, just that one game, that one matchup, I think Gabe Davis outscores Diggs. Uh, risky play. And then I guess also on my burrow teams, um, picking Burrow, so probably naturally fading chase. Um, in terms of just kind of maybe chalky plays that I'm leaning to fade, leaning to fade Barkley at the moment. Um, and then can looking at that. someone like uh, like a Richie James. That's oh, no. of, that's who I'm going with right now. Yeah, I uh, mm. I haven't quite submitted that one just yet. Let's so don't much. do that.
1: I think Richie James is a fine little NFL football player. And I don't think he can do much for you in fantasy play, especially compared to all these other guys that you could play. So I, I don't think. Play.
2: Just um, now, Justin. How I, tall I, are I you, think... Justin?
0: How tall? Yeah. Six feet.
1: You tower over Richie James. You know, I
0: mean, God forbid. <laughs> you know,
1: I it, it uh, come on. It's
2: just... Um. You are Justin. You are not the the first filmmaker we have on. We have had on this show. Hopefully, you're not the last because I'm I, I'm I'm thrilled anytime we get somebody in the industry to come on. Um, I'm looking at your website, JustinKieber.com. That's Justin K U E B E R.com. The accolades that you have gotten for your work is is staggering. It, mm-hmm. it, it's absolutely <laughs> staggering, and it, it
0: seems like you are not slowing down at all. Oh, I hope not. I don't know. I I don't want to slow down. I want to keep going. It's uh. I honestly, it's it's been a wild ride. It's been kind of ten years in this industry, and it's uh. Yeah, it feels like it it isn't slowing down anytime soon.
2: And just That's as a true. note,
0: like I'm just impressed you said my last name right. Usually people just butcher that one. It's like well, I've heard everything okay, like Cuber and Boober, and there's like not even a B in that, and like Bieber, <laughs> and like I mean it's pretty close to Bieber. I'm like. letters away from there but uh yeah i'm I'm impressed well Well, he has a
1: university of wisconsin education right yeah education and there's no problems so you ought to see what is uh you ought to see some of the uh uh, the the things verbally uh, gymnastics of his good friend erickson who i think yeah no question they yeah. guys in Canada
2: right now. So. Uh, so, so Justin, I cheated a little bit because knowing that we can follow you on Twitter at JKeebs, I just sort of assumed it is not Kuber, it is Kieber based on your Twitter and your Instagram at jkeebs.film. Um, so that's that's how I, I, I picked up on that. Um, but I am also picking up on not only are you a sharp filmmaker, you are a sharp fantasy football player as well, especially coming off the five-figure uh, fourth-place finish in the Football Guys Playoff Challenge last year. I wish you nothing but the best in all your playoff challenges this year, all your leagues in the FFPC and all the leagues that you participate in going forward. Uh, we will certainly um, uh, welcome you back on the show anytime you're available. What is the best place to check out your work? Is it JustinKieber.com, or, or would you, uh, would you tell our listeners to go somewhere else to enjoy all the content you produce?
0: Uh, honestly, probably either my website, um, which I keep trying to keep up to date. Um, Instagram's kind of the go-to for me. Uh, I know a lot of people are on Twitter. Uh, my Twitter consists of me just tweeting one words about shows I like, or, you know, plays. <laughs> yeah, you like the bear, more. right? The bear, yeah, the bear was awesome. Yeah, right? yeah. Yeah, we're checking out. So I, I like that, but yeah, I, honestly, um, my Twitter is pretty much nonsense. Uh, so I think Instagram's probably the best on my website. Yeah.
2: And that's Instagram.com slash uh, film, or just search film on the Instagram app and you'll find all your stuff there, right? Yeah, exactly. Loving the comment down here.
0: <laughs> <laughs> not,
2: not Justin Bieber. This, this is the, I would say, the, the second most famous Canadian we got on the show tonight next to Justin Bieber. It is Justin Kieber. Uh, congratulations on all your success so far. Thanks so much for covering out some time on your Friday night Go out and get those. I know you're probably, for whatever you're shooting now, you got to get up early for that perfect daylight shot. There is nothing like daylight, (laughs) natural light in those shots. So I know you're probably doing that in whatever you're working on. But uh, I I wish you nothing but the best in in formulating your lineups going forward. Thank you so much, Justin. We appreciate
0: it. Thanks so much for having me. And, uh, yeah, enjoy the games. And and thanks for putting on these amazing contests. I'm going to enter them every year. I love them. They're they're a lot of fun. And I hope uh, all my buddies who've tuned in tonight, See how much fun it is, too, and they uh, they enter some more.
2: Uh, we appreciate it, Justin. Thank you so much. Be good, man. We'll talk again soon. No, take
0: care. See you guys. Justin
2: Kieber, ladies and gentlemen. The pride of Canada. Uh, independent filmmakers out there. Uh, again, Instagram.com slash That's J-K-E-E-B-S dot film is where you can check out all of his work there. JustinKieber.com, obviously. The $10,000 fourth-place finisher in the Football Guys Playoff Challenge last year. Farrell, we're already uh, past overtime, so what I want to do here is I want to throw my Divisional Playoff Challenge at you. I think you've already seen it, and and I want to get your feedback on it, similar to what we did last week. So for anybody who is thinking about submitting a Divisional Playoff Challenge lineup, you can do this at MyFFPC.com. $100,000 to the first-place winner. Uh, It's only $200 to enter there, so make sure you're doing that. Um, And you could still win a six-figure grand prize before the season ends here with the FFPC, myffpc.com. And then just click on that Divisional Playoff Challenge, sign up and register. I cannot participate in it. I'm an employee of the FFPC. So I'm going to throw you this free lineup. And whether it's replicated or not, I I don't know. But I'm going to throw this at you. So here's my philosophy on this one. I'm projecting an Eagles um, Kansas City Super Bowl with this. So I have Jalen Hurts as my quarterback. My running backs are Christian McCaffrey. Again, hard to get away from for the San Francisco 49ers. I have Saquon Barkley. Even though Justin Kieber said to fade him, I still have him in there for the volume of what he could get against the Eagles. He's one of those rare running backs. Even if the Giants are down, I can see Daniel Jones peppering with a lot of targets. And he could have like a 25, 30-point game in that game against the Eagles, which is a high uh, total in that game as well. I'll bring that up in a second to tell you what that's at. Receivers, I went with uh, three of them here. Stefan Diggs from Buffalo. Uh, Christian Kirk, this is my pivot on Jacksonville. Everybody's going with Etienne. Everybody's going with Engram. I'm going to go with Christian Kirk, and hopefully he keeps up more than the Joneses uh, this week with Marvin and Zay. I think he outscores them. So that's my pivot here and going with Christian Kirk from Jacksonville. I have T. Higgins in, Well, um, my, my favorite Cincinnati Bengals receiver. Again, a guy who um, paid off huge dividends for anybody who had him in either the FFPC Playoff Challenge or the Divisional Playoff Challenge last year. Higgins went crazy in the Pro Football Championship. I have him in on this lineup, and two tight ends once again. This time I'm going with the chalk, rolling with Travis Kelsey. I think you get a couple of games out of him here, and he puts up uh, big numbers, so I'll put him at tight end. and I'm going to put up Dalton Schultz, even though, again, Justin Kieber did not like Barkley. He did not like Schultz. I'm going to roll the dice. I'm going to submit Barkley. I'm going to submit Schultz here. Maybe Dallas only gets the one game this week uh, against the 49ers, but it could be the type of, um, you know, six for 80 and two touchdown game that we have seen from Dalton Schultz before hurts McCaffrey, Barkley digs, Kirk Higgins, Kelsey Schultz, Farrell rip it apart.
1: Uh, We don't want to repeat ourselves on Higgins. I I've already told you why I like chase and I'll stick with that. Uh, Schultz. A difficult matchup here, but he does go home. He's a Stanford guy. You know, he's, he plays at a high level. I never like to go away from this player, and I draft him uh, in the FFPC every year. I don't see anything wrong with that, bulky. if you're going to double up tight ends. Um, you know, I, I would like – I don't want to shoot the horse that, uh, that won the race, so uh, I'm going to keep Isaiah Hodgins in, in it, uh, mm-hmm. as as my giant player and uh, that will uh, open up a necessity uh, of another running back position. So I'm I'm probably going to – I'll probably go with uh, Hodges over Kirk, and then I will come back with uh, uh, – give him his due uh, in that running back position. Although uh, Barkley looks much more like a uh, a Super Bowl performer than – and and I would love to see – Man, if Barkley got into the big game, I would love to see him rushing against some of these AFC teams. So now I'm going to get a second team and play one. No, wait a minute! I'm going to have a third team because I got to get. Oh, there it is. There it is. Yeah, I'm going to four teams now. This is you. This is such a perfect lineup, Balky. That you've motivated me to have multiple teams. You're just a damn genius. Is
2: what you're <laughs> well, we've already already said on the show. We said it last week too. Like. Don't you know muddle around and, and, and tinker with one lineup. If you really like your lineup, enter it. And then if you like another lineup, enter oh, that geez. one too. And, and if, if you say like, oh my God, I, I, I submitted the two best lineups I possibly could, but this third lineup, it looks awesome. Submit that one as well. Okay. It's just money, right? You're, you're trying to get life-changing money. You lose 35 bucks, 200 bucks or whatever. Okay, fine. But if you win a hundred thousand, now we're talking here. That's one hundred
1: and thirty-three
2: thousand in Canada, by the way. Right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So which, which, I, yeah. I'm I'm looking at I'm looking at the numbers right now. I see. Justin Kieber with three, count them, four, now five additional teams since he signed off with us tonight. Very good. Very good. That yeah. may or may not be true. Not going to yeah. comment on that. Um, <laughs> Cheryl, uh, we will check out your Kentucky Fantasy Football State Championship at KFFSC.com. A lot of stuff going on in Super yes. Bowl weekend. One, something I hope to be a part of for sure in that. Please. I really want to participate in those uh, those early drafts there. And, um, and should we give a shout-out to R.A. Marino on the show tonight?
1: Oh, what a, what a gentleman, and what a, what a fantastic season. R.A. Marino, the 20th champion of the KFFSC. He took kind of the winning prize and will be awarded his trophy in August at Caesars Southern Indiana, August 25th through 27th, when he returns, and he comes from the uh, Oregon Territory, so he comes a long way to play at our event, and uh, he, he's a worthy champion and a guy that everyone was pleased to see. Uh, We'll be hoisting that
2: trophy uh, come August. A worthy champion, a trophy hoister, and Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure a future guest of this show as well, R.A. Marino. We'll get him on uh, shortly. Farrell, listen, man, enjoy the divisional playoff games uh, this weekend. Certainly appreciate uh, you joining me uh, on this Friday night. Nothing like I like more than talking ball with you here uh, on this show. Be good, and we will talk with you again a week from today, dude.
1: Thank you, Bob.
2: Thank you, Farrell. Farrell Alley, ladies and gentlemen, check out his contest, kffsc.com. He is the definitive commissioner of fantasy football, the Kentucky Fantasy Football State Championship, something I swear by. I've played played in it as many years as I've known about it. I have played in it. I've increased my territory every year, and I have not regretted a single second of it. I want to shout out uh, Farrell and uh, Justin Kieber, tonight's guest, the fourth place finisher in the 2021 uh, football guys playoff challenge last year, $10,000 winner. Uh, Thanks for him to coming on the FFPC, Rob Bryson, of course, each and every one of you. Uh, It's a big show next Friday, ladies and gentlemen, not going to lie. 10-9 central myself, Farrell Elliott, Dom Barani, Nick Costantino and Sean Stutzman, the back to back winners of the FFPC main event. The guys who won a million bucks this year, the first millionaires, in FFPC uh, uh, history are going to be joining all three of them going to be joining the show next week. Uh, That is going to be such a treat. We'll talk about their uh, strategy and building a team, how they got it done, what they're going to do with the money. Hopefully they don't big time us. They're not going to big time us, but uh, but they got a lot of money right now. And I know they're celebrating the pride of Buffalo. Go Bills trio. Don Barani. Uh, uh, Nick Costantino and then Sean Stutzman joining us live next Friday night, 10, nine central. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh want to remind everybody, if you're looking for advice on the FFPC divisional uh, playoff uh, challenge, number two, Look no further, com slash podcast or the FFPC YouTube channel, which you're watching right now. Um, Tejas Badawala, a guy who won the world-famous FFPC Playoff Challenge uh, seven years ago, a guy who took fifth place in it last year, a guy who, if you look back on, on the Divisional Playoff Challenge, uh, final standings in the world famous FFPC playoff challenge. His name, along with Herschel Sheff, is littered in there. Those guys know what they're doing. We went almost a full hour of strategy and advice on that. So make sure you're checking that out before you finalize your playoff challenge lineups this week as well. That was a lot of fun. And it is the last um, Rotaviz high stakes lowdown of the season. We will go back to monthly so the first tuesday night of every month going forward we'll be uh getting that show back going again so you will not have another show now for another couple of weeks and then we'll resume we'll talk about the never too early best ball tournament which is coming up pretty quick uh, so make sure that you are signing up for that next week as well. Spoiler alert: you can sign up for that at myffpc.com after uh, Sunday, I believe. So make sure you're checking that out, along with all the best ball leagues that we got going on there. The High Stakes Fantasy Football Show on the Better Sports Network airs uh, weekly Thursday nights at seven six Central. We had better from the Stealing Bananas podcast, the Stealing Signals Substack. Make sure you're signing up for that, Ben bengretsch.substack.com. Uh, we had him on on Thursday night uh, with my uh, as my co-host. This coming Thursday, we go back to the Goat District. You saw Dan Williamson on this show. Next Thursday, 7, 6 Central, Theo Greminger is going to be my co-host for the High Stakes Fantasy Football Show, only on the Better Sports Network. Download the app for free in the App Store or Google Play, and you can watch us live, participate, make an audio call, video call, whatever you want to do on that. Um, Play for a $100,000 grand prize in the FFPC Divisional Playoff Challenge. Play for a $25,000 grand prize for just a $35 entry fee with the Football Guys Divisional Playoff Challenge, and I'm going to give you the update on that right now. We are looking at, I want to say, about almost 70% full with the FFPC Playoff Challenge. The divisional round for the Football Guys Playoff Challenge, you're looking at almost 90% full. That is going to sell out shortly. The FFPC Playoff Challenge 2 is going to sell out. I, I, my, I, I shouldn't say it's going to sell out. My guess is it's going to sell out early tomorrow. Um, we're going to make sure you're reminded of that via some emails and push notifications and some tweets. Uh, because that is, I, I think, over the last 36 hours, we have sold a ton of teams in that. So don't miss out on that. You could still win a $100,000 grand prize based on, what, seven football games? So where else are you going to get that? Go to myffpc.com and sign up for that as well. Uh, Remember to like this video, subscribe to the YouTube channel, comment on this video, share the video, and get notified so you know every single time we go live on the FFPC playoff or the FFPC YouTube channel, whether it is a playoff challenge primer, whether it is a weekly preview, whether it is live best ball, live main event, live football, guys' drafts whether it is the road of this high stakes loan out. Once you click that bell, you are notified of all future shows. I think that's how it works. Don't quote me on that. But make sure you're doing that at youtube.com slash fantasy. Thanks you so much uh, for watching and, and listening, everybody. We certainly appreciate it. Enjoy all the games this weekend. Your divisional playoff weekend officially starts now. <laughs> Thanks for watching, everybody. We certainly appreciate it. My wife is calling right now. I'm assuming to make plans for tomorrow. Lucky me, my nine-year-old son is going to a basketball tournament of which I cannot wait to watch uh, as I watch all of his games, no matter the sport, as much as I can. It is in Pulaski. If you're not familiar with Pulaski, I am in northeast Wisconsin. It's roughly a 45-minute drive, just a little bit north of Green Bay, Wisconsin, and his first game, you guessed it. 8 a.m. tomorrow. I'm gonna get a good night's sleep. I'm gonna send you guys an email tomorrow. We're gonna participate on Twitter. Tell you uh, everything that you need to know for that divisional playoff challenge, so you can sign up and try to win a six-figure grand prize before the divisional playoff challenge. uh, Before the divisional playoffs launch at 4:30 p.m. Eastern time tomorrow. Thank you so much for watching, everybody. Enjoy the games. I certainly appreciate it. And uh, we will talk with you again next Friday with the back-to-back main event champs, the million-dollar winners, Don
0: Barani, Nick Costantino, and Sean Stutzman. Thanks, everyone.